welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. This is the place where we take a no bullshit look at life's little lessons. Here, together, we find the spiritual glory in even the most wicked hard story. This is a journey from fear back to love and how we can find our greatest strength and happiness in some of the most unlikely places. I believe that if you're willing to change your mind, you can totally change your life. So, are you ready to rewrite your story and choose to live free? Let's do this. Welcome to the Karen Kenny Show. I'm wicked excited to be here today. And before we dive into this episode, I just want to start by saying, first of all, if you can hear the sound of my voice, thank you so much for listening, for tuning in, for checking it out. Maybe somebody that you know said, hey, I think you might like this podcast. Give it a listen or whatever. So however you got here, thank you. And I hope you stay for the entire episode. But it also occurred to me that there could be some first-time listeners here. Uh, a lot of you have been with me for the whole journey over the past three years of when I first started the, the Karen Kenny Show. But some of you might be super-duper new to the podcast. So wicked short, brief thing, right? My name is Karen Kenny. <laughs> I have a lot of things after my name, though, right? So I am a certified spiritual mentor. I am a certified hypnotist. I am a writer, a speaker, a storyteller, a podcast host. I'm the founder of The Nest, a spiritual community and membership. I am also the founder of The Quest, which is spiritual mentorship uh, for all kinds of people, one-to-one -one work, people who want to dive deep. I've also been a yoga teacher for over 22 years. I've been vegan for over 20 years. I'm a gateless, certified gateless writing instructor. I used to uh, practice and teach others how to uh, do Thai yoga massage, on and on. There's a lot of, lot, I'm multi-passionate. There's a lot of things that I kind of bring to uh, my work and to this podcast. And really, you know, one of my favorite two things I always, besides animals, a huge animal lover, but I always say spirituality and storytelling are two of my favorite things. And this is what I kind of try to bring together here on the show is through storytelling of universe, through personal storytelling, let me start there, through personal storytelling, we can often find universal meaning or deeper universal spiritual principles that apply to all of us, right? So that's just a little smidge of who I am. Thank you for listening. And uh, I'm so, you know, I, I'm not just limited to the things that I do for my work, of course. Um, but that just kind of puts you in the ballpark of like what we do here on the Karen Kenny show, what we tend to talk about. And I mostly do solo shows. And then every once in a while, I'll have a guest on the show. And it's usually somebody that I'm either wicked curious about, somebody that I already love, somebody I want to get to know better, um, and somebody that I want to do a shout out to. I want more people to know about them because I think they're doing work in the world that is um, incredible or brilliant or brave or helpful or whatever. Uh, but pretty much everybody I have on the show. Um, I have some sort of uh, deeper reason why they're here. Today, it's me. You're just stuck with me. <laughs> but this is what we're going to dive into. So thanks again for listening. I'm calling this one, um, you're writing your obituary now. You're writing your obituary now. 
So let's start with where this idea, this inspiration came from. I'm never sure. I'm not always sure how I got the piece, right? The little nugget. Uh, like I can't remember how I came across this person that inspired me to write this uh, or to, to do this episode. But I will say this, his name is Glenn Rifkin. And he is a business and tech journalist who has become in what they call a quote unquote advanced obituary writer for the New York Times uh, and the Washington Post. And basically what that means is if there's somebody who's of some sort of significance, he will pre-write like before they're dead. He pre-writes their obit. And then they sometimes, I think, get a say in it. I think he shares it with them and they get to see what's going to be said about them uh, before they're dead. But what inspired this um, episode is something that he said in this little clip in this little article that I saw of his. And again, for the life of me, I can't, I, I don't know. Maybe I saw it. Maybe I saw it in a New York Times thing somewhere. I don't know. Um, but this is what he said about writing advanced obituaries and about obituaries in general. And he was saying how every life has had some sort of meaning. Some of them are huge lives, right? They influence millions of people. So imagine people like famous celebrities or um, uh, famous celebrities or presidents or famous, um, you know, scientists like Einstein. Like think about that. Like some people's lives have impacted millions of people. He goes, and then there are other people who uh, have had uh, maybe smaller influence, but they, they impacted a smaller group. And also I would add to this, sometimes there are just people in, in the huge influence that they have is within their own family line, right? Is with their, with their family. But this is the thing that he said that just really kind of stopped me in my tracks. When he was talking about obituaries in particular, he said, this isn't really about death at all. It's all about a life. I'm going to repeat that. He said, this isn't really about death at all. It's all about a life. And I really started to think about this and how at the end of our lives, when it comes to obituary writing. So recently, three of my aunties um, have passed away. And my last aunt that passed away, my auntie Shirley, my uncle decided to write the obituary himself. Um, and he he didn't put it in the paper or anything like that because all of the people that he and my auntie were friends with, he could reach out to them via social media. And then he also knew that all of us, you know, the, the, his children and then his nieces and people like that, we, we would spread it around. So everybody we needed to reach would get to see this sucker. And he would, he, you know, the other thing that I found out through doing a little research around this time is that I had no idea. First of all, I had no idea that you had to pay for obituaries. And I didn't have any idea that they sometimes are like $800 and higher. Like they're wicked expensive, you know, to, I mean, that amount of money might not seem expensive to some people or to some people who um, feel like doing that officially, like in a local paper is important. But I just had no idea. Like I thought they were $0. And I was like, what are you talking about? So I, th I thought that was really interesting and stuff like that. But I think something else that Glenn said, I don't know if this was him that said this, but just in case, I'll kind of throw his name in the ring in case it was him that said it. It was like kind of like your, your time on earth is going to be distilled down to a few hundred words, some insightful observations about your life and your legacy. And I started to think about this. 
And recently, my sweetie and I found out that somebody that we kind of peripherally knew um, had died. And this person was a veterinarian and she was young. She was only 58. And she had an incredible impact, um, not only in her family and in her community and the lives of, of countless people. I mean, she was my veterinarian who I love. I've been seeing him for like 20 years. Uh, I trust him. I think he's one of the best. Like, I mean, I'm biased. I just think he's the best. And he said to us that, that this person was uh, one of the best vets he's ever known. And that her brilliance, her brilliance, I came to found out was like prolific. Like everybody, everybody who, I can't say everybody, obviously, but all the people that I saw talking about this person just raved, just raved about her. So when I found out about her untimely passing at 58 years young, um, I tried to find her obituary online. And when I went to go look at it, I found the, I found the funeral home who has, you know how they have like the obituaries on the online, you know, online uh, in, in the, um, you know, where you can leave uh, messages of comfort and condolences, okay? So I found that page for this person and I started reading and I never met this person. I only knew them through kind of like the veterinary world and, and I think um, there have been times when like our dog scans or things had been sent out to her to get her opinion. So she even had that small, you know, that ripple effect in our life, even though I never met her. Um, and um, when I was on that page and reading all the notes, I'll call them love notes that people left for her family, for her husband, for her children, for everybody. I did not know this person. I just sat here at my desk and I just sobbed. I just cried and cried and cried and cried reading these words of love, of affirmation, of sorrow, of grief, of just every single one of them. And of course, right, who's going to go to a page like that and write negative things or bad things? I'm not saying this person was perfect. I never met them. I didn't know them. But I could not help but be moved by all the words of how much she had helped not only humans, but how she had helped animals and how she never gave up when there was a problem, if somebody's uh, pet, you know, had something mysterious going on, she would never give up. She was incredibly gifted. She was inc incredibly bright and brilliant, but she was deeply compassionate. There was even a story on there where one woman said that um, she had, you know, she had met this veterinarian and one day and just casually commented how much she loved, you know, the veterinarian's jacket. And she said, and in that moment, she literally just took it off and gave it to me and it became mine. I mean, and there was just story after story. And I just thought, oh my God, I'm so sad for her, for her untimely passing and, and for the grief that her family and her coworkers and, you know, she had, she had established um, veterinary practices in places like all over, all over New England. And so, um, or I should say New Hampshire in like this area, right? So she was spread wide and well-known and had such an incredible impact on people. And when I was reading these words about her generosity and what an immense effect that she had in the world, I was so grateful for her having been here. You know how at the end of every episode I say, wherever you go, leave the people, the place, the animals, 
the environment better than how you found them. Wherever you go, may you be a blessing. I felt that. I felt that reading all these messages about how everywhere this person went, she left people and animals better for her having been there. And I was so inspired and I was so deeply moved about how remarkable this woman was. And let's talk about that word for a second, right? Remarkable. What does that mean? Worthy of being talked about. Like you leave a mark, right? It, it is worthy of being talked about in a good way, right? This was remarkable. She was remarkable. And it got me to thinking about how what, again, coming back to what Glenn said, this isn't really about death at all. It's about a life. So it got me to thinking about this reading all of these words, thinking about what Glenn said. Right now, with our thoughts, with our words, with our actions, how we are being in the world, who we are being, how we're showing up, how we're treating others, how we're treating humans, how we're treating the people we live with, how we're treating um, our family members, our community members, how we're talking to ourselves, how we're talking to each other, the compassion and the, the, the kindness and the respect that we are extending to our furry brothers and sisters, our feathered brothers and sisters, the animals of the world, the creatures of the world, the environment, all of these things that we are doing right now, again, how we are thinking, how we are speaking, how we are showing up and behaving, this is our obituary. Who and how and why we are being right now, how we're showing up, the impact we're making, the mocks we're leaving, right? When we talk about, ooh, that's going to leave a mock, that we're not talking about remarkable in that way, but ooh, that's going to leave a mock, right? Everything that we are being right now, the identity that we've created, which then kind of um, inspires how we show up and behave, how we spend our money, who we spend our time with, the things that we support, like what are people going to say about us when we are gone. When they capture our life and our uh, announcement about our death, what is going to be said about us? Now, here's the thing. I don't want to wait until the obituary, right, for people to write nice things about me. Like, I'm like, let's think about this right now. Let's pause. Let's take a little bit of reflection. And let's take a look at like, who the fuck have I been being lately? What's my mental state been like? How have I been showing up in my relationships? How have I been running my business? How have I been treating my clients? How have I been showing up on social media? Have I been kind to the people that are sharing the roadways with me? How do I speak to people? What's my tone? What's my vibe? What's my attitude? What's my energy? What am I contributing while I'm here? With this, right, as Mary Oliver says, the poet Mary Oliver, what are you going to do with this one wild and precious life that you have? And I think so often we take life for granted. I think so often we take the breaths that we have left in our bodies, right, for granted. I don't think that we like to think too much about our own deaths. And I would implore you, it would behoove you to think about and I'm not talking about legacy for legacy's sake, right? Oh, what's the legacy I'm going to leave? I don't mean it like that. I'm like, right now you are writing your legacy. Right now you are building your legacy and you are writing your obit. 
So if we can pause and, and take a little introspection, a little self-reflection, a little contemplation, and take a look inside of ourselves, take a look around our world and notice, what has the effect of me been? Have I been remarkable or have I left a lot of marks? Let me say that again. Have I been remarkable or have I left a lot of marks? And if we don't like the direction that we've been going in, if we don't like who we've been or how we've been, double amen hands to this, you guys, we can always course correct. We can always choose again. We can always choose differently and we can choose better and we can be better. We can get better. We can do better. Of course, there is going to be, was it Emerson who said there's going to be some nonsense that has crept in, right? There is definitely no doubt that there's going to be some clumsiness that has crept in. You know, I said to my sweetie not long ago, you know, I always say, he's always like, why do you, why do you talk to me as if you're going to die first? I'm like, I don't know, but here's the thing. I'm like, if you're still alive and I die, <laughs> if I go first, sweetie, here's the thing. First of all, I want to be cremated. So if you're listening to this now, you know, right? I don't have children. I don't have anybody who needs to come visit me at a gravesite or whatever. I'm like, just like, you know, just take me and Priscilla, my stuff, buddy, and cremate us, mix us together then sprinkle me somewhere warm and fun. But here's the thing. Bury me with a tree. I don't know. Let me feed. Let me feed some creatures of the earth or whatever. But I said to him, here's the thing. Yeah, you. I want you to, of course, feel your feelings. Be sad. Everybody can cry. Go through the things. Feel your feelings. But then I want you to have a party. <laughs> then I want you to have an event where there's storytelling. And I said, and for the love of God, don't saint me. Don't try to make me sound like I'm a total saint. I'm like, tell true st stories. Tell real stories. Tell about the times that I blew it. Tell about the times where it was like, I can't believe she said that. I can't believe she did that. Remember when she blah, 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 right? I'm like, I want the full scope of the experience. I know, trust me, trust me. Probably nobody on the planet knows better than me the places where I blew it, the places where I was selfish, the places where I was blind. I had blind spots. So I came to find out, right? And I also know that a lot of those behaviors that weren't my best behaviors is because I was still in like survival mode, right? I'm not, I'm not saying, I'm not making excuses for myself, but I'm just saying what, usually when we start to know better, we do better. But I want the full scope of my life, right? And hopefully, hopefully as I get older, I'm just going to keep improving. And I'm not talking about like fixing myself or whatever. I'll always be a work in progress. But when I say improving, is that I'll be of better service, that I'll continue to answer the call of my heart. I'll continue to show up in, you know, in service to my individual curriculum, to my divine assignment. What do I always say? The assignment is alignment. And when I'm in alignment, when my thoughts, words, and actions are in alignment with the truth of myself, with the love that I am, which is what we all are, it's what you all are too, anybody listening to this right now. You are the love and the light of the world. So my question to myself is like, ooh, am I living from that place? Am I speaking from that place? Am I thinking from that place? What is my consciousness? Like, what has that been like? What is what has my mind been like? Because if I don't get my mind and my thoughts right, that's going to clearly show up in my words, 
and my actions and my behaviors and my choices and my relationships. And it just ripples out. So you guys, we've got to be willing to stop and pause and recognize. And maybe some of you who are listening are like, I don't give a shit what they say about me after I'm gone. I'm going to be dead. But I really do believe that, you know, part of our being here is to help each other, to make being here, because being here, this human thing is hard. This human thing is hard sometimes. It's wicked hard sometimes. And wouldn't it be great if we were all here to try to help each other along the way, as the beautiful Ram Das says, we're all just walking each other home. And maybe on the walk home, we can ease the burden for our fellow travelers. We can give a kind word. We can give a little support. We can give a little help. We can do a little shout out. So what do you think people would say about you right now? If unfortunately, let's knock on some wood, there was an untimely incident, right? And you were to pass or you were no longer in breathing form. Your body falls away. What's the taste you're going to kind of leave in people's mouth? What's the energy? What are they going to remember about you? Because Maya Angelou, I think she said, you know, people won't always, I think she said something like, people won't always remember what you said, but they will always remember or what you did, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. So how are we making people, and I understand we don't make, quote unquote, make people feel anything, but you know what I'm saying. How do people feel in our presence? Do they feel seen and heard like they matter? Do they feel uplifted? Do they feel supported? Do they feel your compassionate heart? Who have you been lately? Remember that song, Janet Jackson, what, what have you done for me lately? But like, yeah, who have you been lately? And if you feel like you've kind of gone off the rails or off the tracks or you've lost your way, or you find yourself struggling so, or suffering in some way so you're not able to show up as your highest self, maybe the time is to slow down and to get some support and get some help so you can get back on track. Again, obituary. You're writing it right now. So this was just a little moment to pause. And like all of us, for me too, I'm sharing that. I always say everything that I say, it's for me too. I'm not wagging my finger at anybody. This is just an opportunity to get curious and to show up and to let your mind be open and to kind of just stand back and take like a, a higher, like, you know, a spaceship, higher, higher viewpoint and be like, oh yeah, I could do some tweaking here. <laughs> I could do a little, a little adjusting over here. Get my mind right, get my heart right. I always say from the, from, from the head to the heart, out through the hands, this is how we serve the world. So we start inside and that ripple effect goes out. And wouldn't it be incredible if we could all have obituaries and words of condolences and words of compassion and kindness just speaking about how remarkable you really are. And I think it's possible. And I don't ever think it's too late. The beautiful thing that I will say about human beings is we have the capacity to change. We have the capacity to change. My sweetie, uh, Chris Lesta, those of you who are also, if, you, if you're new to the show, you may not know that my, my sweetie, my husband, Chris Lesta, is a professional musician. And one of his favorite, uh, one of my favorite original songs that he wrote um, is a line in it that says, it's never too late to change. It's never too late to change. If we're still above ground, if you can hear the sound of my voice right now, 
and you have the capacity to breathe and be and think or whatever, then, then you have the capacity to change. If you don't think you've been showing up the way that you would want to be spoken about and written about and remembered. So just an invitation. We go back to what Glenn said when he said, um, every life had meaning. Some huge and some small. Some influence millions of people and some people influence a small group. Sometimes that group might be animals. Sometimes that group might be humans. Sometimes that group might be underprivileged kids. Sometimes that group might be fill in the blank. Might just be your family. I don't mean just in a negative way. It might be your family. It might be your yoga community. It might be whatever. But we are all having, we're making meaning right now. And we want our lives to be meaningful. And hopefully, after we're gone, if we've um, answered the call of our heart, if we've been brave enough to answer the call of our heart, if we've been brave enough to slow down and spend some time with ourselves, get some self-knowledge, some self-awareness, we can get a look at the places where maybe we really got it right and celebrate that because I think we should celebrate it. You know, when we've been on point and on target and like, yes, I was helpful today. <laughs> yes. And then to also acknowledge the places where maybe we got it, you know, not so great, not so right. And then we can always adjust. We can forgive ourselves. We can make a commitment to do better the next day. So that's a question to ask yourself, right? What are they going to say? Because your time on earth is going to be distilled down to a few hundred words. These little insightful observations about your life, you, and your legacy. So what will that be? All right, you guys. I appreciate you so much for tuning in. Um, let's see. I love you. <laughs> I appreciate you. I celebrate you. And uh, wherever you go, may you leave the people, the place, the animals, the environment, and yourself better than how you found them. Wherever you go, may you truly be a blessing. Bye. Hey, you guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Karen Kenny Show. <laughs> I super duper appreciate your time, friendship, and support. And look, if something that I shared from my heart today somehow landed in yours, I'd love to hear about it. So please tag me on Facebook or Instagram or IG stories or wherever the cool kids are hanging out these days and let me know what your favorite pot was or what you found most helpful. You can find me over at Karen Kenny Live. That's Karen K-E-N-N-E-Y-L-I-V-E. -E. And if you're digging what I'm saying and you want to hear more, I'd be wicked grateful if you could go to iTunes and subscribe and leave a review because you guys, that's how you'll help me to keep spreading the love. And if you can think of someone that could benefit from hearing this episode, please share it with them. I'd also love to stay connected with you. So if the feeling is mutual, please go to karenkenny.com backslash freebie and download my free guide to building your spiritual team. Until next time, my brothers and sisters, Keep living in the fearless flow. 
Know that I see you, I appreciate you, and I love you. And wherever you go, may you be a blessing. <laughs>